So really the theme here is that what got you here won't get you there. You need to recognize that although you might have done a lot of great work to build up that baseline to get you to where you are today, that does not mean that that is all you're going to need to get you to that next level. Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. Welcome back to another episode of School of Success. Today, I wanted to share a lesson that I've learned on my running journey over the last couple of years, and that is the concept of what got you here won't get you there. And for me, I learned this going from half to full marathons and now recently going from full marathons to ultra marathons. So I ran a couple of half marathons maybe five or six years ago. And at that time, I didn't have any coaching or really any education and didn't have a community either that I was surrounded with that was doing similar things. So I figured out my training on my own, figured out my equipment and gear on my own, and I couldn't make it more than four or five weeks training because I ended up getting injured. And so I ended up running the half marathons, but I had to take a break in my training. I think I cut it about four or five weeks short because I had to rest and recover because of my injuries. And I ended up showing up on race day and was able to run the half marathon. But I showed up to race day without a complete training under my belt. And I just didn't have the confidence because I hadn't really put in the miles. I was still able to get it done. But what worked for me there, although that didn't really work so well, I knew was not going to work for me at the full marathon distance because of how much longer I would be running, how much more time I would be on my feet and the risk of injury is even higher. So I knew I needed to do something different. So this was really that first instance of what got me here won't get me there. What got me to that half marathon distance won't get me to that marathon distance. And that's where that recommendation was to join a coaching program, surround myself with a group of people who are doing similar things. And so that's what I did in 2021. I ended up joining a local running group. Every Sunday was when we would do our long runs. So every single Sunday, we're all pushing ourselves to run a little bit further than we had the previous week. And because we know that a group is showing up, we all kind of have that social pressure to show up every single week. On top of that, we had a coach that was guiding us, teaching us about nutrition and recovery and stretching and pacing and all of these things that would be really difficult for you to learn on your own, sharing the mistakes that they've made, how they've overcome them so that you can hopefully not make those same mistakes yourself. And so that served me really well. I was able to run my first full marathon in the fall of 2021, really without any injuries. And then that experience that I got both with surrounding myself with the like-minded people for the accountability, but also the education I got from the coach allowed me to then run four marathons in 2022, all without injury. So I was able to run two in the spring and then two in the fall. And even in the fall, I ended up doing a challenge, which was a half marathon, an 8K and the full marathon all in one weekend. So I was able to run a lot of miles in 2022 without injury, all because again, I got a coach listened to what my coach was sharing, the mistakes that she had made, and the recommendations that she was making. And I listened to those, implemented those, and that allowed me to do four marathons without injury. But I wanted to push myself even further 
into ultra marathons. And so that's what my goal was here in 2023. And so at first I was thinking, well, I've run all of these marathons successfully. I've run six marathons now. I can just kind of graduate up into ultra marathons on my own. Of course, I was kind of falling back into my old way of thinking. I was thinking, well, I've run a lot of miles. I've done a lot of marathons. I've run thousands of miles in the last couple of years. I really understand running and recovery and pacing and fueling. And I know what works for my body and what doesn't work for my body. So I should be able to just move on up into ultra marathons. But as I was getting closer to training, I started having these questions of, well, how do I know that I'm going to be okay at six hours, seven hours, eight hours? I'm expecting to run between 10 and 12 hours. The longest I've ever run at this point has been 26.2 miles, and it's been about four and a half hours at my longest time. Now I'm thinking that it's going to be about 10 to 12 hours for 50 miles. That's a lot longer time on my feet. Also, I'm running trail. All my marathons to date have been on the road. Now I'm going to be running on trail, and the elevation gain is going to be much, much higher than I've ever experienced on a race before as well. So there was a lot of unknowns. And as I started to get closer and closer to race day, I would say about six weeks out, I started having those questions of, man, there's a lot here that I feel like I don't know. And so what I ended up doing was reaching out to another community that I had joined earlier in the year called All Day Running Company. And that's a virtual running company. There's runners from all across the country and other countries as well, and varying degrees of experience, people who are running 5Ks all the way up to having run well over 100 miles in races. So I put a post out there to say, hey, I'm running my first ultra marathon and this is my experience so far. Here's the race that I'm running. Looking for anyone who's got some tips and advice for me as I'm leading up to race day, what I should be doing, my training and what things I should be trialing. And I was able to connect with two experienced ultra runners who had run multiple 50 mile races and several 100 mile races. So they had a lot of experience running ultra. And I learned so much in the hour that I spent with each of them talking about their experience and the recommendations that they had. They went through things like mental strategies, nutrition, and training leading up to the race. And again, there was a lot there that I just didn't realize. Now, I thought that I knew a lot about running, and I do. I have a really good understanding of how to run marathons. And I was maybe a little bit cocky in the sense that I thought that that meant that I then knew what I needed to know for ultras. But I remembered the growth and the strides that I've made have all come when talking with mentors or talking with coaches. So that then triggered me to go reach out to this community where I was then able to connect with two people who have run several ultra marathons and could then share their experiences with me. So I learned about things like nutrition, where in an ultra, you want to have multiple different food options available to you, things that you know that you can eat or consume while you're running and not have an upset stomach. In a marathon, you typically can just have the same drink and make maybe a goo or a gel and have the same one over and over for the four to five hours that you're running because it's a short enough period of time. But in an ultra marathon, if you're running 10, 12, 20 hours, what you will find, and this is what I experienced and what they were sharing with me as well, is that you will crave different things at certain times. You might crave something sweet. The next lap or the next mile, you might crave something salty. And so having a variety is very important because you really need to be getting your calories in, getting your carbs and electrolytes in. But if it's something that's not appetizing, appetizing to you or makes you kind of feel nauseous, then you're going to stay away from actually getting those calories in. And then you're going to have a worse problem later down the road. But these are things that I just didn't know because you don't typically run into this issue on a marathon because it's a shorter time and it's a shorter distance. Once you start getting into 30 to 100 miles, these issues start to come into play. But I would have never known that unless I reached out to these people within my community. And so that's where, again, I had that realization that 
what got you here won't necessarily get you there. So my experience in marathons built up my endurance, built up my physical strength, built up my mental strength as well for running 26 miles for four to five hours. And that gave me this great baseline for me to build from for ultra, but it wasn't enough on its own to get me across the finish line in an ultra. Some specific examples of that, again, so I was able to build up that baseline physical strength and endurance, and I had a solid understanding of fueling the gear to use, but my marathon training didn't prepare me for being on my feet for 11 hours, which means that I was going to be starting at 6 a.m. in the morning and finishing around 5 to 6 p.m. in the afternoon. So I'm going to be starting when the sun's coming up, it's cooler in the morning, then running through the middle of the day when the sun's at its highest point in the sky, the temperature has changed 15, 20 degrees from the beginning of the race to the end of the race. There was storms coming in as well, so the weather was changing quite a bit. Also, my marathon training wouldn't have prepared me for the need need for different foods. I'm used to just having Gatorade endurance formula and maple syrup for my marathons. I know exactly the cadence, you know, every five, six miles I'm going to have to fill up another bottle of that endurance formula. And then I'm also going to have a maple syrup every five miles. And I can do that like clockwork in my marathons. I've been consistently doing that for the last several of them now, and it's worked really well. But in an ultra marathon, I very likely would have gotten sick of having just that same thing over and over and over again. So having talked with my mentors from my community, I learned that I would need something salty, savory, sweet to pair up with my base nutrition that I was working from. That allowed me to know that I needed watermelon and some sweet potatoes and some M&Ms and a few other things that would help me get through. So there's really a couple of lessons here. The first big one, we've talked about this on a number of episodes, is the importance of surrounding yourself with like-minded people, people who have a similar goal as yours. And if you can, surrounding yourself with others that are a couple steps ahead of you to help share their experience, their lessons learned so that you don't have have to make the same mistakes as them. And that can be an in-person thing like I have at home with my running group. could also be a virtual thing like I also mentioned I joined All Day Running Company and that's what allowed me to have access and to be able to reach other ultra marathoners, which I don't know of another way that I could have, aside from just talking with friends and family and hoping that someone knew of someone who ran ultra marathons. I mean, this is a pretty small community. About 1% of people run marathons and it is a much smaller group of people that run ultra marathons. So to stumble into somebody who runs ultra marathons on your own organically really would be unlikely to happen. So you really have to seek this out, find these communities of people, and that can really, really help you make that stride or that big jump that you're looking to make. Another lesson is to be curious. There's always something that you can learn from another person. And alongside of that is being humble. Recognize that you don't know everything. This is something that I've had to learn myself over many years. Like I said, I struggled to train for a half marathon without injury because I thought that I could figure it out on my own and didn't think I needed a coach and having a coach wasn't even on my radar. And so I struggled through it and then couldn't run more than four weeks without getting injured. But now because of coaching and realizing that there's so much out there that I just don't know and having to humble myself with those injuries, I now know that for me, I need to get myself surrounded with the right group of people and to get a coach. And that's allowed me to consistently run for two years now without any major injury. So really the theme here is that what got you here won't get you there. You need to recognize that although you might have done a lot of great work to build up that baseline to get you to where you are today, that does not mean that that is all you're going to need to get you to that next level. And it is through coaching and that right community that can help get you there. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.